Hey, cashiers. We Have the Receipts podcast is coming at you live from Netflix is a Joke Fest in Los Angeles. Chris, are you kidding? No, Netflix is a joke, Courtney, but this is not one of them. Our listeners in LA have the chance to join us for a live recording of our podcast, We Have the Receipts, hosted by me, Chris Burns. And me, Courtney Revolution. Join us and a few surprise guests from your favorite Netflix reality shows on Saturday, May 4th at 1 p.m. at a secret location in Hollywood. To be announced. Get your tickets for the We Have the Receipts live show at todoom.com slash W-H-T-R. That's todoom, T-U-D-U-M dot com slash W-H-T-R. Tickets are limited. If you can't make it to the show, we still want to hear your beautiful voice. Leave us a message at speakpipe.com slash We Have the Receipts. You may even hear your own voice on the show. Grab a ticket at todoom.com slash W-H-T-R. And we'll see you on May 4th in Los Angeles. Bye, cashiers. Uh, I know what you guys are thinking, Ronnie, stop with the politics, please. Keep talking about politics, it's so stressful. We didn't come out tonight and dress up for once (laughs) to come out and talk about politics. Just move on, it's making us very uncomfortable, please. If you wanted to hear about politics, we go on Twitter. (laughs) This is not the place for it. I hear you, and I agree. I'm very pro-Brexit. <laughs> Just hear me out here, right? I love Brexit because I hate the United Kingdom and I hope Brexit destroys that country. <laughs> yeah. And that's not racist because the United Kingdom is not a race. <laughs> I, I used to love the UK, man. I used to love the UK. UK is United Kingdom for Americans. <laughs> I, if you grew up in a former British colony, like I did, Singapore, Malaysia, Australia, like we put the British on a pedestal. Like we thought they were awesome. I mean, technically America is also a former British colony, right? But you guys are like too cool for school, so you're like not part of the Commonwealth. I get it. I'm just saying, if you come from a real British colony, like I did, we thought the British were the shit. We're like, oh my God, they're amazing. Everything they did was like the best way to do that. Every institution they installed was like endures till today. In Singapore, we still use it because we thought it was so efficient, right? Like in Singapore, we still use the British system of government, the Westminster parliamentary system, probably the best expression of Western democracy ever invented, <laughs> ever implemented. Okay, it's not perfect, but at least you have options. Right? You can be gay and like guns. (laughs) It's not this binary shit all the time. Um, Like in Singapore, we still use the British education system. In Singapore, when you leave high school in Singapore, you do the exam, and then the the University of Cambridge, O-levels. We do it it in Singapore, we, we mail the exam to Cambridge University. Cambridge, please tell us, are we smart enough? To leave high school, please. We don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. What do you think? British people tell us, always smart. And the University of Cambridge will mark the exam and then they'll mail it back. And they'll be like, yeah, you're smart. You're smart. You're fucking dumb. Go fuck yourself. And then we'll be like, thank you. Thank you, British. Thank you for telling us. Right? In Singapore, uh, we still use the uh, British electrical system in Singapore. We still use the British three-pin plug. That three-pin solid chunky plug, three solid pins sticking out. 
right? You stick it in the wall, it's never coming out. Yeah, not that stupid American two-prong. You stick it in, it falls out of its own weight like a limp dick. <laughs> Thomas Edison. <laughs> nah, man, we use that solid British three-pin, conquered half the world with this imperial engineering. Right, you stick it in the wall, it's never coming out. You trip over it, your whole wall comes down. In Singapore, we still watch British comedy culture. It's the dominant comedy culture in Singapore. Mr. Bean. <laughs> Mr. Fucking Bean. He's the biggest comedian in Southeast Asia. In Southeast Asia, there's no... In Singapore and Malaysia, there's no Ch Chappelle, there's no Chris Rock, there's no Seinfeld. It's Mr. Bean. <laughs> Mr. Bean was the greatest comedian of all time with his stupid fucking face. The greatest, the greatest comedian. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that he fucked my friend's girlfriend. But yeah, if you want to hear that story, yeah, just Google <laughs> James A. Caster on Vimeo. He's my friend and comic, and he'll, he talks about that story very openly. <laughs> it's not really my story to, to tell. So let me plug his special a little bit <laughs> in my special. But I know what you're thinking. What would it be like to fuck Mr. Bean? And I can't say for certain, but I imagine it would be something like this. And that's not even the reason why I hate the UK. I hate the UK because uh, when I was three years into stand-up comedy, I got invited to the Soho Theatre in London to do a one-hour comedy show. And it was a big deal at the time. It's a very prestigious venue. The Soho Theatre in London is like the piazza of the British comedy community. It's the gatekeepers of what's cool and what's not cool in the British comedy establishment. And getting invited there was cool, especially coming from Southeast Asia where it's like nothing you do in English in Southeast Asia is worth a damn unless like white people co-sign it, right? <laughs> and this was the ultimate co-sign. It was like, oh my God, the English are asking you to perform comedy in English to the people who invented the language? It's out of control, you gotta go. go. The motherland is calling you. And I was like, fuck yeah, of course I'll go. I was excited to prove myself on the international stage. So I gathered together all the material I had. I cobbled it together into barely like an hour worth of stuff, right? Whatever I had written to that point. Um, I put in a suitcase and I went to London, like Paddington Bear, right? <laughs> and I got there and I got a two-week run at the Soho Theatre in London. My first time in London, first time performing in London. Um, I remember opening night of my two-week run. I was two-thirds into the show and the show was going okay. Uh, the energy was much like it is right now. It's fucking, where, where's this going? Right here. <laughs> and uh, I did this joke about how, uh, it's for my first five minutes of comedy. It was a joke about how Asian parents love their kids more than white people parents. 
So the joke was something like, like people always ask me what my parents think about me doing stand-up comedy, but you never ask these other white comedians that question because you know their parents don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> so I did that joke in London, and um, some people laughed and some people didn't laugh, just like in this room. <laughs> but, but that's what it is, though. That's the ups and downs of comedy. Right, that's what you do. You build it up and then you pull the rug out by saying something outrageous just to break the tension, right? That's the only way I know how to do it. That's 101. So I did that bit and some people laughed and some people didn't laugh. And then we just moved on to the next bit, right? But before I could move on, this old British person in the second row of the Soho Theater stood up and started yelling. And I don't want to gender this person. But just imagine old British person complaining during a show. And like, what gender do you see? Right? So anyway, he stood up. <laughs> and he said, fuck you. My parents loved me. And I was like, what? And he goes, my parents loved me, man. And we invented universities. And we invented the Westminster parliamentary system. And he started going on like a Western civilization open mic. Right? <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. So that's, that, that, that joke wasn't about you at all. Don't take it personally, right? That wasn't about you and your parents. If anything, it's about me and my parents and how society views us. So don't take that personally. That wasn't about you at all, please. And he just wouldn't let it go. He just said, fuck you, my parents love me. And we argued for two minutes about whether his parents loved him. <laughs> and I knew what that energy was. Like, I felt the energy growing up. It's very familiar. It's the British expat in Asia. Don't tell us we suck. We used to own your region. Live without consequences because we have exit strategy energy. And so I just went, you know what, man? Like, what two-thirds into my show right now? We've been arguing about whether your parents loved you for two minutes, which is an eternity in a live show. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to convince you that I'm a good comedian. Maybe you should just go. And he said, I paid 10 pounds to be here. I'm not fucking going anywhere. Which is a very unusual stance to take at a comedy show. <laughs> and so I just said, well, okay, I'll pay you 20 pounds to leave. And so I did. And he left. <laughs> And that's a terrible business model for comedy, by the way. That will, that will never happen again. No refunds ever, ever again. I don't give a fuck what happens tonight. Your money's already mine. Do you understand? I don't care what, you can storm the stage if you want. I'll have an early night, all right? Watch Ronnie Chang, Speak Easy, only on Netflix.